Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Elvin Taylor. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. The next hour is devoted to learning something more, not just about the world of shoes and ships and sealing wax, but about how, what, and why we believe as we do. A time for the open-minded willing to challenge some of those old ideas behind what we think we know, who we are, and who we might just become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right, our chat room is open, and my partner, Ravinder, awaits you there now. You can log on by going to provocativeenlightenment.com forward slash chat. We do have a great chat room, so Ravinder, tell us all about it, please. Yes, we have an excellent chat room, an excellent group of people. The conversation is always very stimulating, and sometimes it's very amusing, too. So do come in and join us. Plus the fact we do post all the links and anything else that you know we talk about on the air we'll post it right there in the chat room so you don't have to chase for a pen and write it all down so do come join us that's provocativeenlightenment.com forward slash chat and if you have to be driving in your car uh you can always come back and get into that chat room when you play the archives of the the show is that correct yes they can all right today i wish to share something personal with you when i was a child i imagined what it might be like to have a round table where you could bring the brightest minds together to question the nature of life. Of course, you would invite the scientist, but you would also want the mystic, the philosopher, the metaphysician, and so forth. Fast forward to some eight years ago, and I thought, why not use a radio show for exactly this purpose? I'd done radio in the past, going back into the late 80s, so why not get back into radio and bring these minds to your show? As such, the seeds for today's provocative enlightenment, originally called Mind Matters, were planted. Since I have personally experienced many events in my life for which there is absolutely no scientific explanation, at least in our present paradigm, there was a deep beginning interest in the so-called unexplainable. I've read many books that portend evidence of the supernatural, ranging from life after death to the quantum physics that allegedly proves consciousness is a creative force in the universe. As such, I was excited to bring these authors to the show and learn firsthand of their findings, to flesh out in detail the ramifications implicit in their discoveries and so on. And that's where we began. Today, years later, and after hundreds of interviews, I am much less convinced of the would-be science allegedly proving what many have labeled as New Age material. I've interviewed a psychiatrist and Harvard professor whose book stated absolutely and with empirical emphasis that evidence proved ESP, who flatly denied this assertion when asked and even informed me that someone else wrote the material that appears on the cover of her book. I've heard all about the new evidence that allegedly shows that the human resonance is changing, the Hertz rate is increasing, and not just from lightning storms, but steadily increasing, and supposedly this means that the vibration of consciousness is also rising. For this to be true, it necessarily implies that the Earth size is changing, and or the speed of light has been drastically altered, 
And this is provably more flagrantly false than Santa Claus. I've listened to the go-to physicist of the New Age world featured in all sorts of so-called New Age documentaries where he stated scientific proofs conclude this and that assertion. And it turns out, tight interviewing questions, that it's all just his opinion and not one shared by most others. In other words, he alone has decided that something is suggestive and ergo, therefore, it is now his fact. And I'm sorry, but this is just so much baffle gap. We have heard one of the leading researchers of NDE phenomena inform us that one characteristic common to NDE experiencers is an increased IQ, often of 200 or more. This, too, turns out to be pure, unmitigated rubbish. We have heard of a new test that reads magnetic fields of the brain without actually touching the skull, proving that the energy of mind is generated outside of the brain. But again, this, too, turned out to be nonsense. I could go on, but the pattern is clear. Put a microphone in front of someone with a bias and a badge of some sort of authority and watch out. I remain a believer in the notion that we are much more than Darwinian meat machines destined from dust to dust, but largely because of my own personal experiences and a few of those scientists that we have had the great pleasure of interviewing. However, I have truly become a skeptic, not a cynic, but a hardcore skeptic because I know firsthand how often this stuff is just the figment of someone's imaginative creativity. We all have our biases, and when someone claims not to be biased, they are either ignorant of their own psychology or lying. The fact is, the bias is so recognized in science that this is the reason the gold standard of science, the double-blind study, exists. I admit my bias, but hold with disdain those who would allow their bias to so color their work that it becomes inventive misleading all who would give them an ear. Unfortunately, many do just that because it can appear to be so appealing. Tell me what I want to hear and you can forever be my Pied Piper, is the song some sing. I recently did a piece on truth and the conclusion pointed out just how biased and relative our truths are. In math, we use proofs to demonstrate truth and prove the false. At least in mathematics, truth seems possible. However, we should hold out for the closest thing to truth that we can gain in all other areas. So just because it sounds so good doesn't mean it's true. Just because we want it to be true should warn us to double-check the claims before we swallow hook, line, and sinker. My thoughts anyway for what it may be worth. Your thoughts on this one, Ravinder? You know, I totally agree. People believe what it is that they want to be, want to believe, regardless of the evidence to the contrary, and that provides lots of you know fuel for those people who want to make a quick buck. You know, they're going to tell people exactly what it is they want to hear, and because it feels good, it sounds good. You know, they just accept it. I remember being at a, <clears throat> a presentation once, and there was one of these authors about to go on, and he, you know, comes from a very scientific perspective, or so he says. But I'd read some of his books and stuff, and I saw right through it. 
And I was talking to another author at the time, and I said, no, that's, that's just poor science. And she says, but you're smart. I'm no good at science, you know, so I just have to accept it. But the science I was using to see through this story was just really basic high school science. It didn't take, you know, a degree. You didn't have to be a rocket scientist to see it. I think there are lots of people who just think they're not smart enough so therefore they have to accept the word of the authority figure and everybody right now seems to want scientific proof for anything so if the authority figure says well here's the science they just accept it and they turn their brains off you know it is possible to discern the truth you just have to listen again to what it is that's being said but it is it's a really complicated issue there are so many people selling snake oil out there that when the truth does rear its head, you can't see it. I think the one that gets me the most is this is so revolutionary, it will take science years and years to catch up, and I just have to give it to you now, you know, in advance of any anything ever being published anywhere. Um, you know, I, I again... I, Only I, to be totally disproved a year later. I remember that well, one of those versions exactly. Okay. All right, every week I read some of your letters as our way of involving you while paying respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. Last week our show featured Dr. Diane Powell, and we discussed her book, The ESP Enigma. Dan wrote, did I hear her right? Someone else wrote the stuff about rigorous scientific studies, proved psychokinesis, and so forth, and she doesn't think that's true. Well, you did indeed hear correctly, Dan. That probably prompted today's uh, introspection, if you will, spotlight. The question I put to her was this, and I quote, You state that, and I quote, Psychic phenomena have long been relegated to the fringe of scientific examination, but several rigorously supervised studies have proven that such phenomena as telepathy, precognition, and psychokinesis have a scientific basis. Let's then start with psychokinesis. Tell us about the research that demonstrates this. Close quote. And she answered with, someone else wrote that. Well, it's on the cover to her book, so uh, she at least had to sanction it. Uh, so I would think. Her response not only dismissed the quote as not hers, but she went on to inform us that the evidence for telekinesis was thin at best, marginalizing, at least in my opinion, the credibility of all of the material in her book. Randy wrote, Dr. Powell was a Harvard professor, so how can you disagree with her? Now, there's to your point, Ravinder. Well, you know, Randall, a badge is just that. It may gain some authority, but it is not almighty, and it's certainly not a free pass on this show anyway. Dr. Powell contradicted her own book, so that's why you may have detected some abrasiveness between us. And by the way, you know, if you're a physicist and you're talking about physics, maybe you have a level of expertise. But if you're a physicist and you're talking about psychotherapy, well, maybe you need to do a little more work before you consider yourself an expert in somebody else's domain. And we see a lot of that. You know, a computer scientist who is an expert on cosmology. All right, C.B. Road, I thought Eldon would jump on that not-biased statement. Do we have one of those hoodoo gurus in the house? Laugh out loud. 
Eldon finds a fair amount of language dancers once he starts to smell something fishy and leans on the guests a bit. Moving on, Maria Rhoda, I'm not sure if I ever told you, but your work has been a great positive influence on me for such a long time, well over a decade. I lose track of time these days. Your posts on Facebook always resonate with me. Many blessings to you. Ferret wrote, I love Dr. Eldon Taylor. His programs changed my life. We have so much power in us, and Dr. Taylor's Intertalk programs are helping wake up the giants within us. And Connie wrote, Intertalk is an amazing program. Eldon Taylor is a phenomenal author, speaker, I like that, and an amazing man who helps everyone he shares with. Well, I'm truly blessed to have your support, all of you. Thank you very much. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your comments to Eldon. That's E-L-D-O-N at eldontaylor.com. And I'll read the negative ones. If you got them, take the shots. You know, we'll bring them to the air. Or by joining me on Facebook. And I want to thank all of you again for your letters and comments. We truly do appreciate you. Now to this week's show, Holy Hormones with Leslie Botha. So let me tell you a little about today's guest. Leslie Carol Botha is a woman's health educator and consultant and an internationally recognized expert on women's hormones and their behaviors. She is the co-author of Understanding Your Mind, Mood, and Hormone Cycle. Leslie serves as a consultant for the Focus for Health Foundation. She is also a member of the Society for Menstrual Cycle Research, an advisory board member with the Cycles Research Institute, and sits on the board for the National Association of Premenstrual Dysphoric Disorder. And she is the host of Holy Hormones Honey on the Liberty Beacon Media Network. So on that, let's get her in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Leslie Botha. And thank you so much, Eldon. I appreciate that, and thank you for the very nice introduction, and, and great to be on the show with you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one, and, and you know, I enjoyed being on your show, so yeah, it's, it, it's fair, quid pro quo, right? <laughs> All right so you, yeah, that's true. You made me a little bit nervous, though, coming on with those comments and everything, and and uh, but I certainly really enjoyed what you had to say on my show, and, and hopefully that I can uh, provide your listeners uh, with a knowledge base that perhaps they haven't. Uh, All right. Well, I didn't mean to make you to. nervous. In fact, my first <laughs> question for you is, look, you heard in Spotlight, and you host your own radio show. Is it just here on Provocative Enlightenment, or do you also get the smoke blowers telling tales that are flatly unprovable and or <sighs> false? I love that you know, sigh. Yeah, that tells you know, all. That's, you know, that, uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I think the missing piece for all of us is is the woman's voice, woman's intuition. And when you leave that out of the conversation, then you, you've got a lot of room for smoke screens and science-based information. And, and that's how we all came to believe the doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs, right? And right. been taken for a ride by the pharmaceutical companies and the medical industry and the bank industry and every other industry that you want to um, could name. I mean, they're all under attack right now because people are waking up as as women's roles are becoming and what women have to bring to the table is becoming more embraced by our global culture. Okay, now, and I agree with that. I think we are becoming all more awake, and I think there are reasons for that. You know, some of them go to disclosures that are in the news on a 24-7 basis. You know, the NSA is not tapping our phones 
So they testify in Congress. Oh, whoops. Along comes a guy by the name of Snowden. We discover, yep. hey, that was BS. We're, we're learning more and more of these kinds of things that I, I do think are waking us up. Is that what you mean by we're waking up? I mean, we're, we're seeing the correlations between, you know, some vaccines and the pop-up or increase of, of different diseases. It, and and it's getting more and more media. So is is that what you mean by waking up? Or I are you say trying the, to? I say the veil is falling. I mean, how can we not wake up when one in twenty, uh, one in forty five kids in this country are on the autism spectrum uh, spectrum disorder? That number is supposed to be one in two by the year twenty twenty five. How can we not wake up when one then when fifty four percent of our kids are chronically ill? We have, we're so good at, oh, going to the doctor, getting that prescription, getting that vaccination, getting that prescription for birth control or, or, or any birth control method and don't even, well, you will get me going on that because that's what I'm here to talk about. And then we, we have something happen to us. We get sick or we develop an autoimmune disease or, or we stroke out or whatever. Why don't we wake up and relate it to the, what just happened to us? What medication we took, what vaccine we just injected, what heavy metals we were exposed to. That's the wake up. And unfortunately, it comes at a time when our children are dying. When we've got babies now being born with various genetic mutations and, and syndromes. That's going to be part of my presentation at the Autism One conference, uh, next week in Chicago. We've got the whole Zika virus scare. My God, I, I posted something from the World Health Organization today and sent it out because it was talking about microcephaly and Gian-Barre syndrome. And it's like, what does it sound like to you? It sounds like vaccine injury, a Zika virus. It's, it, it's, well, a, it's absurd. And we need to really grasp the truth. So and why? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So well, I, I, I just I right into birth control. Why do you think women have been so suppressed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years? Had our uteruses ripped out of us because of we're hysterical, hysterical. Eve Ensler, who wrote the book um, in the Body of the World, said it best. Hysteria is a word used to make women feel insane for knowing what they know. <laughs> okay now leslie i want to get into all of that in great detail today and you know so you're coming from the gotchas all the gotchas out there that are waking us up and and i want to flesh that all out but let's back up for a second let's begin with you for our audience i mean i know who you are we have chatted before i've read your book so you know i know what page you're on but tell us when and why did you become involved in understanding mind, mood, and hormone cycles? Or was there some personal event in your life that followed you in this entire area? Yeah, I was leaving college. I was leaving the prep college. I was back <laughs> on the East Coast when everyone was going off to Wall Street. And I was like, that doesn't speak to me. It was getting in the Volkswagen van and, and heading west. It was... um and I had a great two-year education, but I sure as heck wasn't willing to go into debt for it. And I took three and four-year uh, classes and, all, and everything I was in, interested in and booked it. It was walking into a family planning clinic um, in a town in Colorado for just a regular exam and learning so much about my body 
that I just became enthralled. I mean, here I was in my 20s and didn't know anything about my body, and here I was learning about my body. It was volunteering at that clinic, and then the director of the clinic took me into her office and said, read, and she had a wall library filled with books written by women, about women, about every subject under the sun. And I went, oh, my God. This is what's been missing in my life. It's like 50% of my life has been missing. I was always searching for something more. And here I had these li- this library of women's books, women's voices, women's stories, her story, cultural stories. And the, the common bond beyond with all of them was the menstrual cycle and how the menstrual cycle empowered women because the menstrual cycle is considered to be a natural cycle of the universe and and it is the source of women's power because what we're missing in our lives, the missing link, and we're getting closer to it, but we're dying too fast in the meantime, the missing link to living healthy and longevity is living with cycles. And that's okay. what gave women power. They were the first to understand. They were the first mathematicians, uh, agri- agriculturalists, economists, be- all of it, because they understood cycles. They were the healers. They were the midwives. They transitioned people into this life. They trans pe- transitioned people out of this life. And then the next step to all of that was, Eldon, and which sealed it for me, was standing at the front desk of this clinic and seeing women walk in to the clinic month after month after month at the same, on the same day for the same okay. problem. So and I would say... Me- Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me see if I can just clarify this. Now, Dr. Stoller writes a blurb on your book, and there he makes a connection between Earth and the menstrual cycle that he says has been long bred out of awareness. Is is this regularity that you're talking about, this cycle, is that what's been bred out of awareness? Unpack what he means there. Well, I think, you know, rest in peace, Morley Saver is a great example he retired last week and he passed away today. That's what happens to most of us because we live in a testosterone-driven society of uh, minute after minute, hour after hour, month after month, year after the year. And our body, just like everything else, like just like it says in the Bible, there's a time to give, there's a time to receive. We've got the the waxing moon, we're approaching the full moon, and then we go into the waning moon where we receive. We give, give, give when we can. We move mountains. We make changes. And then it's time to reflect on what we've done. Take a deep breath. All of nature follows that rhythm. Even your emails follow that rhythm. (laughs) Emails slow down. People slow down. You hear people say right before the end of the moon cycle, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And But we don't get the power of living with cycles. And that's what has been bred out of us. And that's what women bring back in to the table, except we've got all this hormone birth control that's killing us. Um, and that's the reason for the suppression. Okay, let's, let's, let's take on hormones, okay? Yeah. Uh, your book begins with a chapter describing the mind. Indeed, you distinguish the difference between the male and the female brain. you got to be careful there. I believe it was a Harvard uh, professor president who indeed lost his job over distinguishing differences between male and female <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know uh unpack for us what you mean what what is the difference between the male and the female brain oh that's a loaded question i'm not sure i'm the best one really to um 
and to really answer that, I don't have my book in front of me, but it's actually Mona Lisa Schultz's book, uh, The New Feminine Brain, where we pulled a lot of that information. But women have a lot more, and I'll be succinct about it, women have a lot more interaction between the right and the left part of their brain, which is why we multitask so well. We can be very uh, linear and right there and pragmatic and down to earth and also our intuitive side um, can be really guiding us as to what we are doing and how we are doing it. Um, men do not have that same plasticity, neuroplasticity, uh, that women have. And of course, it's all uh, dependent on the rise and fall of hormones. And then, of course, it's all dependent on uh, micronutrients and how the, how well the brain is nutrated. And, and that's part of the problem that we're seeing with this extreme hormone imbalance. It used to okay, be... Okay, Leslie, I'm going to ask you to hold it right there. We'll come okay. back and pick that oh. up. Because okay. I, I want to know, are you saying you're hardwired different or it's the hormone difference that gives rise to this difference. Uh, We're speaking gotcha. with Leslie Carol gotcha. Botha about her life and book, Understanding Your Mind, Mood, and Hormone Cycles. A great read. To learn more about Leslie and her work, visit her website at holyhormones.com. Okay, we have a video for you today featuring the work of our guest discussing the Gardasil vaccine. If you're listening on the dial, remember you can check the chat room out when you're next in front of your computer by going to provocativeenlightenment.com forward slash chat. We'll be right back. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment with Elton Taylor. A silent battle has been raging for the territory of your mind. Like a virulent virus, the effects are spreading. In Gotcha, Eldon Taylor explores the 24-7 bombardment of information designed to manage your thinking. He demonstrates how new sound bites are championed into personal awareness, becoming memes of the culture. And this results in framing and reframing classical positions, causing adjustments to personal values and history itself. Your every decision process is being managed and manipulated. Gotcha exposes the arrival of the Orwellian age in full-blown technicolor. In laying bare the current uses of the many sophisticated techniques, Eldon reveals what it is we need to do in order to avoid allowing others to puppet our thoughts. For details, go to eldentaylor.com backslash gotcha. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Alvin Taylor.
Welcome back. If you've just joined us, we're chatting with Leslie Carol Botha about her life and book, Understanding Your Mind, Mood, and Hormone Cycle. Now we ask our guests for their favorite music, music that has some genuine significance to them. Music psychology has become a new hobby of mine, and it's a field of research with practical relevance in many areas, including investigations of human aptitude, skill, intelligence, creativity, personality, and social behavior. We often get some interesting forms of self-disclosure from our guests, including, of course, denial. So we just played some of Angel from Montgomery. Please tell us, why is this music important to you, Leslie, and how does it instruct us about who you are? You know, as soon as I heard it, I had tears come to my eyes. I mean, that's how this music moves me. And there's a a line in there, one of the choruses, how how can a man go to work in the morning, come home in the evening, and have have nothing to say? Um, Be that as it may, for me it points out that this is not women's reality, um, which is why we desperately try to find something to hold on to, which is why we suffer more with depression and anxiety. This is not the reality we would have created if we had a voice, if we were part of the equation instead of just a rib. And because of that, women have suffered greatly, and because of that, men and children have suffered greatly as well. Um, I love what Ravinder just put in the chat, that equal does not mean the same. Uh, yeah, there was a push in the 70s that we needed to be equal, but again, like Ravinder said, it does not need to be the same. And women are finally, uh, they don't kill us first. <laughs> sure as hell doing a good job of it. One in three women are abused, raped on this planet globally. Um, it, but if they don't kill us first and we get to bring our voice to the table, we are going to see some magnificent changes. And I am so proud to see these women coming up under me um, that are adding their contributions, uh, their insights, their intuition, their wisdom, and bringing that through technology uh, and the creation of apps and other devices uh, that are going to change the world. You know, I, I, one of the things that I think, you know, your material triggers in me is this. Um, men would, I'm sure, prefer to be much more sensitive to the many issues that, um, you know, are, are the nature of, of being a woman that they're just ignorant of. They're just completely ignorant. As like you who walked into this clinic, um, with a bridle in your mouth, trained by some horse trainer somewhere to behave and expect in a certain way, then ushered into a room where you saw there are all these books that told you about a whole other way of living, men generally don't have that exposure. They're just as blind, if you will, just as trained. They've got the same bridle in their mouth that you had when you went into that clinic. Forgive the metaphor, it doesn't seem to fit, but... You know, we are we are parroted uh, more than that. We're we're actually imprinted in a society, and it's a very patriarchal society, but imprinted in in a sort of way that we're ignorant, men and women, of these subtleties that you're you're discussing. So let me ask you this: 
And I do want to get back to the difference between the brains, hardwired or hormonal. I didn't forget that. But, but in your efforts to communicate, I hear you speaking to this woman's group and that woman's group and this woman. Are you finding men open to hearing what you have to say? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, I have to tell you, when I was, my boys were in high school and all their women girlfriends, not girlfriends as in relationship, but friends of theirs that were girls would be coming to my house and asking me questions and I'd be telling them, sharing what I know. And then all of a sudden the boys started showing up at the breakfast table and then asking me questions and saying, how come we didn't learn about this in school? Then actually I started working with at-risk boys in youth homes as well as I did with girls. And at first I was very nervous because these guys had been in and out of jail, just like the girls, but you know, they're a tougher breed. And so I walked in and I looked them all in the eye and I looked at them and I said, you know, I've got information that's going to make you the best friend, lover, partner a woman ever had. Are you interested? Hmm. And I had them just like that. Men want to know and understand what their women are going through. Women want to know what the hell they're going through. And, and you know, we've had all this sex ed forced down our throat, uh, reproductive health, sex ed, the social political part of it that hasn't yet, yet come into the election, but it will. Just you wait, everyone. Women will be told by some politician somewhere to cross your leg and keep your legs, your knees together, <laughs> you know, for birth control like happened four years ago or eight years ago. But uh, be that as it may, that we aren't taught about our hormone health, our endocrine health. And that goes for men as well, because the endocrine system is what keeps our body in balance. And most people say, huh, what's the endocrine system? They have no idea that the endocrine glands are tied into the chakras, that they're very spiritual glands, and that it's the endocrine system that really balances our external energy from our internal energy. And so many things that we do to our endocrine system just thoroughly whack it out, just like birth control pills do. Um, and so we have thyroid issues, and it's just like a domino effect going right down from gland to gland to gland. Um, so we're, we're suffering from a lack of relevant education. I worked with these at-risk girls, and I taught them how to chart their cycles in terms of not ovulation or fertility, but mental, emotional, physical symptoms. And no matter the girl, the type of abuse, her age, she was fine at the be beginning part of her cycle, airy-fairy. We had colors and markers and stickers that I would just bring into the classroom. No matter the girl, no matter her background, when she hit that premenstrual phase, she, her coloring was black and dark and ugly and hard. And that's when her suicide attempts were. That's when she craved drugs and alcohol. That's when they would run away from the home. That's when they would have crave alcohol and, and, uh, cigarettes and whatever, whatever, whatever else. That's when we self-destruct because we don't know what's going on because the message is, oh my God, last week you were so wonderful and this week you're a bitch. And we go, oh, my you, God, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And that's the message that we get. Um, you, and that goes back to the brain. Do you find, yeah, and I'm going to get there, but I, I want to stay where you are for the moment. Do you find that 
uh, there's a percentage of women. I mean, it would seem to me it would be a rather high percentage of women, but you correct me, who would resist that? Who would say, no, 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 my mood has nothing to do with that. No, 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 that's that's not what's going on in my life. Yeah, it was called the 60s, 70s, and 80s when we were all on birth control um, to stabilize those moods. Um, but now women are certainly a lot more open as the dangers of synthetic hormone birth control are becoming known. Um, and certainly as we are evolving and the whole field of neuroscience has evolved, oh my God, it is, it's just changed the playing field for understanding that there's a, a connection between our brain and our uterus. There's a so you're saying there's and, less resistance. And then Candace Pert, uh, Dr. Candace Pert, molecules of emotion. There are brain right. cells in, in every uh, organ in the body. Right. But so you're saying the resistance is less today than it used to be? Only because women are suffering more. Okay. All right. Now let's do this. Let's start unpacking. I mean, we, we have covered a lot of territory here. Um what exactly is the problem? Well, wait a minute. I'm going to back up. Brain. Hardwired or hormone-driven development that distinguishes the differences. I think everybody already come to that conclusion, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hormone-driven. Absolutely. Okay. And again, these synthetic hormones suppress ovulation, and they're suppressing what goes on naturally in the brain, which is why women I mean, are just ultimately suppressed. Um, but yes, it is the, the brain is hormone-driven based not just on the reproductive hormones, estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, um, but other hormones. It's just that women are naturally a, a natural cycling being. That's right. the big difference. Men are right. not. They have testosterone that drives them down that straight line, that straight road. Um, women bring the cycle back into people's lives. Um, yeah. but because it's so testosterone driven, we're, we're just barely, it's, we're, we're barely holding on by our fingertips to the tightrope because, you know, here our bodies are, hormones are rising and hormones are falling and hormones are rising and hormones are falling and we're expected just to toe the line. Okay, so now then birth control, the issue with birth control is the synthetic hormones? Oh, yes. Okay, flush that out. I will flush that out. Um, Well, it's the same way with antidepressants. The the first people who took or at the happy pill back in the 50s and 60s forever changed their offspring's uh, neural pathways. Uh, The same thing with birth control. We're forever changing the neural pathways of our children, and we're seeing girls and boys. Oh, hell, let's just jump right into it. Transgenderism has never been such a huge debate topic that we're putting bathrooms, edicts coming down from President Obama and some other government department saying you either put transgender bathrooms in or you let the kids choose what bathroom they want to go to um, or you're losing your funding. What? Right. All of a sudden, we had Caitlyn Jenner, and all of a sudden, we have a a generation of of kids who are questioning their sexual identity. We have boys with breasts and girls with penises, which means that boys are going to be able to carry pregnancies. And these kids are being put on hormone blockers to delay their puberty until they make a decision over their sex. There's no such thing as it's a girl or it's a boy anymore. 
That's so, out the window because of what, what? estrogen bending chemicals, xenoestrogens that are in our environment that have been built up through synthetic hormones. Okay, and I want you to unpack that. How did it get in the environment? And what causal uh, connection do you see to link uh, this sudden increase of transgenderism with, uh, you know, environmental influences that have been produced by... Um, Monsanto? Yeah, okay. I wasn't going to say that, but go ahead. Roundup, endocrine disruptor, Gardasil vaccine, endocrine disruptor. Um, birth control, endocrine disruptor. We have endocrine disruptors or xenoestrogens in plastic, people. Do not microwave in plastic, ever. It sets off a chemical firestorm in your microwave that you can't see or feel or breathe, but it is there. Plastic water bottles, ditch them. Ditch all the plastic in your kitchen. Uh, xenoestrogens. You know, with the Senate testimony in 1970 on birth control after Puerto Rico said, oh, hell no, we don't want this pill. And, and yet it was fast-tracked onto the market. And there was finally a Senate testimony hearing the beginning of January uh, where women had to sit in the gallery and only men could testify. But a medical expert stood up and said, well, let's put it this way. Estrogen is to cancer like fertilizer is to wheat. And here we are. And here we are. are. So xenoestrogens, uh, plastics, household solvents, um, um, shampoo, sunscreen, uh, your laundry dryer sheets. Um, Let's see. There's so many of the perfume, makeup. Um, There's a whole litany of them. Everywhere you turn, we're being bombarded by these estrogen or gender-bending chemicals. But they're all FDA approved. <laughs> yeah, well, so do is DDT, right? And so is Agent Orange. And, you know, let's go down the list here. And, and you never take a medication unless it's been five years on the market because most of them are pulled off, including so GMOs, supposedly. But, you high. know, yeah, right. we GMOs. had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who actually sued the government, uh, the, the FDA, and proved in a court of law that uh, not only had they falsified the scientific data, but they had knowingly withheld data, and they had never, never demonstrated, as the law said they needed to, that GMOs were safe for anything. And yet they were still in the market. Now let's talk about Gardasil, because Ravinder put up that video of me that's still traveling around nine years ago, or however long ago it was. It was probably one of my in the moments uh, videos, but um, when we started researching Gardasil, um, it, it, and the, there was a 2006 uh, Verback document, um, Merck, FDA, we're all in on it, uh, that stated if a, if a woman is previously exposed to HPV and she gets vaccinated with Gardasil, uh, the vaccine becomes 44.6% less effective. Now you flip that around, and it means that a, ch- a woman has a chance of contracting cervical cancer at the same rate, 44.6%, and mm-hmm. that's 32.5% with Cervix. Now, women in their 20s and 30s and 40s and their teens, actually, do not get cervical cancer. It is a nutrient depletion 
uh, can be caused by years of synthetic hormone birth control use and exposure to infections because the immune system is not intact. That generally occurs when a woman is going through menopause in her 50s and 60s. However, we now have girls in their teens, 20s and 30s, who have cervical cancer, abnormal pap smears, cervical dysplasia in a demographic of young women who historically had no incident or very little incident. We now have a generation of women with atrophied ovaries. Girls who are 16 going to menopause. They're losing their fertility. There is a man, Kevin Galilee, who is in Vatican City as we speak, at the Vatican on a hunger strike, his second hunger strike. He is like the Eric Snowden to our chemical movement. And he is calling for the Vatican and the governments to stop using chemicals for population control because that is what is going on, my friends. You're convinced of that. I mean, I know Bill Gates. Do I sound is, convinced? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you- I'm t- I interviewed him on my radio show. He can he he was very convincing. Um how can we not That's a hard pill to swallow. You know? I mean that's yeah. a hard pill to swallow. I mean I wanna believe in, in the better good. It is. I, I wanna believe in humanity and, and that we are all you know, in this together for the greater good. And and how could how could Corporations and governments do this to us. How could we lose so much control uh, in our lives that we're most of us are, are broke or close to being broke or owe owe money to Tom, Dick, and Harry who are you know being unemployed, who are being displaced? I was talking with an 82-year-old woman who's searching for housing. This is a spiritual warrior. This is a woman who's got her, you know, what together, and and she's being evicted. How how could we let this happen to us? How could we let our children come into the world uh, poisoned by chemicals? There have been 286 chemicals, including radiation, BPA, and synthetic estrogen from birth control, uh, found in the umbilical cord. How do we get out of it? You know, there's a whole lot of gotchas out there. That's what my book's about. You and I have discussed that. Uh, we tend to be innocent. We tend to want to believe in the positive. We don't want to think of uh, the kinds of things implicit in your suggestions. So what do, you, what do we do? Uh, where do we go? I mean... One of the points you make in your book that is most provocative is you say women have lost their free will. But I don't think it's just women. But, you know, where do we go? Well, and and of course, it's not just women. Um, And we've all lost our free will. We need to reclaim that. And the first way to do that is through our health. Um, and, and that's a big one because most people, because of Obamacare and the insurance companies, I mean, we have to follow the standard of care if we're going to play the game, just like we have to pay our taxes if we're going to play the game. And maybe we just don't play the game anymore. I don't know. Um, I try and stay out of the healthcare system. I, I dodge it. I, I'd rather be diagnosed with stage four cancer like my mother and be gone in six weeks. That was a valiant way to go. Valiant way to go. I admire her. Courage. 
because she knew she was in pain from pancreatic cancer. But you know Not how powerful fear is, you know, Leslie, fear is, yes. fear is what they use to keep you in the system. All right, so here's the other thing. And I'm going to share this, and I know I want you to be skeptical, people, all right? Because I heard what you said at the opening of the show. Let people make up their own minds. There is a new platform that is going to launch. It's in a beta launch now. It's going to launch in July that will give us financial freedom because that's the missing piece, Eldon. We're, you know, we, we've all swallowed the be the change you want to see mantra and to enough that it just makes us want to vomit. Now we're having the opportunity to make the change we want to see. Now let me tell you how this works. This is a public benefit corporation. If you don't know what they are, look it up. They are, they have to give money back to the community. There are two plat, this is called smashfund.com. Look it up right now. Um, and it's two-pronged. It's your crowdsourcing, all right? And then it's a social side. Now, the crowdsourcing is pretty standard. And in July, they're going to start charging you $150 a month to crowdfund your project, all right? But they're not going to keep the money like GoFundMe and Kickstarter and everybody else who's now got investors and worth millions and they're on the stock market, right? All right? Because that's what's happened. That's another gotcha crowdsourcing. Go fast. We're about this out of time. Is- all right, public benefit on the social side, they're going to pay you to play. You bring in people who want to fund their passions and dreams, they will pay you $50 per month per personal connection, $4 for every viral connection. You got it. It's a spider web. That's where we need to play, get our social freedom. They'll pay you on up to 16,000 connections in my book at $4 a pop. That's 64000 a month. We have that kind of money, the 99% to become the 1%, then we start playing the game. And then we can start calling the shots and living life and getting our our health back and our children's health back and cleaning up our planet. Thank you. Interesting. I haven't heard anybody have a specific plan for what they do before. I'm going to have to check that out myself. Give me the website again. It's smashfund.com. It's invitation only. So I would have to give you a code for the next two months. It's free, people. It's free. Okay. So you, can you go tell everybody to go up. there and they'll get an invitation? Is that what you're saying? They'll get their own. They'll sign up. They'll get their own code. Then they start bringing other people in. Now, if you want to come in now, I'll give you my code. Um, and and then, you, then you'll have your own code. And then you bring your own peeps in and you populate your circle. And at the end of the year, it's going to go into India and Australia, and then it's going to branch out across the world. The people at the top are global investment bankers. They got it. All right. Well, the book again, Understanding Your Mind, Mood, and Hormone Cycle, and we're out of time. And I want to thank you, Leslie, uh, for your willingness to share your work and for what it is that you do and for being the public advocate that you are. We've come to the end of another episode of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our show and will join us again next week, same time and same place. And do tell your friends. Let's have them join us as well. Okay, until next time, wherever you are in the world, remember, believing in yourself always matters. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Alvin Taylor.